With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Yeah, Mark Braybrook filling in for Ben on this Tuesday morning. Benny will be back next week. He's on assignment for seven, being grand final week. A tad busy with the Lions and the Broncos in grand finals this weekend. 13 13 55 is that open line number. You can send us a text 0467 736 736. Uh, what is your favourite grand final memory? What's the best grand final that you have seen, been to or whatever? Um, it could be because of any reason, whether it be the team you follow or just some memory from that grand final that uh, takes you and puts that above all the others. Could it be the Broncos' first premiership win or Lions' first premiership win or maybe don't follow either club? It could be, you know, the game itself. Canberra and Balmain in 1989 was a cracking grand final as well. Then that Manly-Newcastle uh, grand final where Darren Albert scored that try. From an AFL perspective, uh, it was interesting looking at the list of grand final winners in the last few years. Now, Geelong beat Sydney last year by 80 points. Melbourne beat the Bulldogs the year before by nearly 80. Richmond beat Geelong by 30. Richmond beat the Giants by over 100. So they're the last four grand finals have been 60, 80 and 100 points, which is a big gap at Back to 2018, where we had a five-point decider, the Eagles beat Collingwood. Um, I remember clearly that uh, Swans-Eagles grand final. What was that in 2006 that was won by a point? The Swans and Eagles used to have some great grand final battles. But what grand final sticks out for you? 13-13-55 is that open line. You can send us a text 0467-736-736. Your favourite grand final memory or your favourite grand final. It may be a new one come this weekend, whether it be the Lions or the Brisbane Broncos. Interesting story uh, just coming through now. Of course, Lockie Neal winning the Brownlow last night. There seems to be a lot of controversy over that game against uh, GWS where he picked up the three points. They've um, Some media organisations have done what they call a forensic analysis of votes throughout the year, et cetera, et cetera. We'll talk about that a little bit later because they're saying on 19 occasions, players, they believe, were awarded maximum 10 points by coaches for the AFL Coaches Association MVP, yet they didn't receive a Brownlow for that particular match. And on other occasions, 16 occasions, the players received three Brownlow points from the umpires and nothing from the coaches in their awards on that day. You're always going to have a disagreement. That's um, quite a a stunning statistic there, which we'll talk about 
a little bit later. But as we have uh, mentioned earlier with Ben on the program, uh, the Lions currently training out at Springfield and a healthy crowd watching them go around. The last time we'll see them in public training here in Brisbane. They'll be at the Gabba on Thursday before heading down to Melbourne to prepare for the grand final. One man that knows plenty about preparing for grand finals and big AFL matches is Lions legend Daryl White, who joins us on the program again this morning. G'day, Daryl. How are you? Oh, very good. God, God, there's some controversy already after the Brownlow. Yeah, it seems that way every year, though, mate, doesn't it? Oh, look, I, I, yeah, no, look, the way you look at it, look how um, Butters, Goulding, all those blokes who come running home with a, you know, wet sail, they actually most probably played four or five weeks um, just as good before that. So the umpires, I reckon they... I don't know, I think there's a bit of media about it as well, so they catch on to the media who's playing well. Look, mate, I thought, yeah... Um, Look, loved it. Um, unbelievable lock in Neil Gitzer, but I thought, yeah, I thought Dacos should have won that by a country mile. Yeah, it uh, look, he had a, a wonderful season. What impact do you reckon it'll have um, for the Lions? The fact that one of their teammates had happened in two thousand and one with Acker, um, I think Daryl too. The fact that your mate is a Brownlow medalist heading into a grand final. Oh, we were lucky, mate. We had it in two thousand and three again with Blackie. So look, we've um, look the proofs in the pudding there. You know. Um, I think hopefully, um, yeah, it uh, can come around 20 years later with a good omen. So um, I don't think many of us are into omens. I know you got to work, it, you know, go out there and work your butts off. But look, I, I think it's a great thing um, having the best player in the comp. Look, he is in the top three players in the comp without a doubt. Um, and um, the way he finished off the year, and look, number one clearance good in the competition. So that goes a long way. He does that really well. I think he's um, worked or you know busting out of packs and. Thing I think his impact wasn't as impactful as years um, his previous Brownlow, but um, look, this is what it's all about. In it doesn't matter what happens throughout the year, what goes on through the week, um, as long as you get there two thirty on a Saturday and get ready to perform, that's what counts. Speaking of the week, and we had Brent Tate on earlier talking about uh, his preparations when the Broncos won in two thousand and six against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, how important is that week and, and trying to avoid the hype but embrace the hype uh, in a certain respect, Daryl, to get yourself ready for Saturday? I think Lee Matthews had it down tap. Like, he said you have to embrace it, you know, because you know, some, some people never get the opportunity again. So he said during the week, obviously embrace it. You know, you've got to take all the phone calls because obviously people are just um, ringing you up to um, wish you well and stuff like that. So you have to embrace it during the week. But he said... Around about Friday, you have to start honing. Or that last training session you get, maybe on the Thursday, the main one where you have a decent, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half workout. Then the Friday is just a, you know, a light kick around. But um, yeah, that Thursday, I think you start honing in. Then once that training session gets out of the way, you have a team meeting that night, you know, a bit of a brief, and then obviously the little kick around on on Friday. You're pretty much zoned in. Most probably turning your phones off then too. That's a good time to turn your phones off because they well wish is going to be ding and ding and ding and all day. So he was good in that, and I didn't really. I'm pretty relaxed anyway. So that was sort of my motto, I suppose, going into it. And yeah, Lee Matthews sort of reaffirmed that, you know, and something he most probably done in his early days too, which most probably worked being a five-time 
premiership player. Yeah, and Daryl, it's remarkably, I suppose, similar, um, the path that the Lions have taken the last few years to get where they are now in a grand final as to when you joined, say, the Bears into the Lions and the fact that uh, joining a struggling club that eventually won a premiership, it wasn't that long ago uh, that the Lions were struggling in attracting players to the club and even retaining players was difficult. Um, there are similarities there, aren't there? Funny you say that it goes, you know, like, and we had, um, you know, we tried to, we attracted, you know, we'll try to retain the Craig Boltons back in the day and the Shane O'Brien and those types, you know, who end up going to other clubs because they couldn't fit into ours. And so very similar, you know, they had some really lean years there four years ago, away five years ago, the Lions, you know, struggling, or even six years ago, struggling at the bottom of the ladder. But like as we said, the last three or four years, just building, you know, getting to prelims. Um, obviously, the COVID year, that was good for most probably Brisbane. You know, they put them back on the map, so to speak. And um, look, this year, um, they've just been flying. So, yeah, it's, it's 20 years on, but there are a lot of similarities. What's the key for the Lions come Saturday? Oh, I thought that, look, I think both back lines are unbelievable. The midfields are. They've got two good forward line so look it just really matches up both teams are in the top three or four I think um, in the top three in scoring and both are in the top four in defence so it's going to be a crack I think it's first use um, whoever gets out of the middle but look I was um, I was a big one on Gardner last week I thought he might struggle a bit I thought he was fantastic and really really warrants his spot in the side um, you know Leicester was good down there as well you know and starts of which Wilmot and these blokes so but Harris Andrew, I think he's he's the one, mate. Um, at the end of the day, look, I think he went off for two or three minutes there, and that's when Kerno kicked that goal and got off the leash for about a couple of minutes and took a couple of marks outside fifty. But other than that, he came back on. He and he just make he, he solidifies that back line. He just gels it right together. And you know, I you know I look back twenty years ago as we're talking about, and you know, say Justin Leprich, Mel Michael, myself, and. Um, uh, Chris Johnson, like, we never went off the ground once, mate. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we never had, a, had an interchange. So, I think if if Fagan's listening tonight uh, um, and if Brisbane Lions win the grand final, it's because Harris Andrews did not leave the field. If he leaves the field, there, there's a goal gone begging straight away. And, you know, um, grand finals goals are a premium. And Charlie kicks a bag? Look, he's, um, he's just so... Um, he's... Um, a bundle of everything, isn't he? A yeah. bundle of frustration and then a bundle of so much so much excitement. The thing is, when he goes near it, the crowd just lights up and sometimes he doesn't get it. Eh? And the crowd's still lighting up, waiting for something to happen. Mm. And I go back to that um, the week before when uh, he um, kicked the two goals. It was just two goals in two minutes, you know, and that really got the lines flying. And then, you know, it, it um, got them over the, you know, got them over the line against... Um, uh, Carlton the next week so look he, he's very exciting look Joe Danner is going to be very important I think um, when he plays loosely and just plays with a bit of fun and, and his charismatic self I think that goes a long way so but mate as a, as we said it comes down to that midfield mate first use the delivery and um, it showed um, that from stoppages you know both teams are really good so it's going to be around that um, contest of dual ball is there anything, should anything be mentioned about the slow start on Saturday night at the Gabba? Or is that just one of those things and and that would have been addressed on at, at quarter time on Saturday and, and that's it? But you can't afford a slow start in a grand final, can you? Yeah, and, and I think it does. I, I, I think you're right. Um, 
look, it, that's just the pressure and nature of the game, mate. And 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 does and in a grand final, like on the weekend, obviously. Look, I, I, I was um, yeah, I was sort of wriggling my seat a little bit because I thought <laughs> if, if they if they kicked another one, uh, Carl, you you just never knew. Mm. And um, but they didn't, and and we just kept it at two or three. It wasn't much, and even the night before with um. GWS and Collingwood, you know, got away. It was the same sort of thing where you thought two goals was just enough. You know, sides couldn't. But, yeah, grand final, I think that doubles now. Like, two goals is like four goals. Then you add the pressure on that, you know, and you're playing the last game. And as we know, this is it. Um, that could accumulate to, you know, two goals could accumulate to three goals. So the pressure does build up. But, look, it, it's going to be enticing. you got one and two. What else? What else do you want in football? Mate, so I mentioned earlier when we're talking about the NRL grand final and Penrith are trying to win three in a row against the Brisbane Broncos and how rarefied air they're in to win three premierships in a row. They've been in four grand finals in a row. And, of course, you're in a team that won three grand finals. Do you look back and, and think now that you've retired and, it, as you said, it's been 20 years since that 2003 premiership, does it mean more now than, than it did 20 years ago, the fact that, hey, we won three in a row? Yeah, it does, and, and you know, you start talking around, and you, you know, you put sides against sides, and errors against er, errors against errors, you know, and and it, yeah, it does. It um puts you in a in a stratosphere that you know there's only few people there, and um we're lucky enough to be, you know, a handful of well, I don't know what it is. I think it's about eighty players that won three premierships, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's um it, it's pretty tough, you know, when you look at. 16,000, 20,000 players that come through this game over, you know, 100 years, you know, um, yeah, it's a great feeling. And, yeah, I might add a Norm Smith medal to that in another five years when the <laughs> when the legend gets longer. <laughs> now, just before I let you go, mate, uh, how are you spending Saturday with the game? Um, well, it's a difficult one. I've got a function in the morning. Um, I've got two of those to do, one at 10, then one at 12, and then get to the game, hopefully, um, about one-ish and um, I'm trying when my kids want to get out there and watch the sprint so I said you'll have to go yourselves and do that and I'll meet you up later got a few things to do but yeah actually go down and um, enjoy the day which is um, something um, I've never done in 95 didn't get the opportunity to do uh, with my family my family hasn't been to a grand final we haven't been to they didn't have an opportunity to come and see me retire because back then you couldn't jump in the cars with your kids and stuff like that and yeah, so um, it's a bit of a round circle for me, you know, being 20 years and it's good to line, you know, and brings a few memories back. And back then, my two eldest ones were, you know, uh, six and seven, Daryl and William, and now one's playing on the list of the lines and the other one's in the NBL carving it up, you know. So, um, Great. yeah, it brings back a lot of uh, good memories. And um, who knows, uh, <laughs> Saturday afternoon uh, next week, who knows, it might come around and... Um, we got our reunion on Sunday too, our 20-year reunion. So who knows, the new boys might be joining us. Uh, absolutely. That's fantastic, mate. Just before, I, well, one last question. Uh, head and heart the same this weekend, Lions to win. Do you do you, you feel that this is the chance after 20 years? I definitely do. I, I think it's a real one. But the only thing I'm scared of is this black and white army have played some really good footy this year and, and been the number one side for a reason. Um, but we've had their measure over the last six, seven games. and um, But none of that hasn't been at the G, unfortunately. So we've got a a bad rep there. But, mate, at the end of the day, um, 
every footballer in the country wants to play on the G and there's every Brisbane lot, you know, the 22 that run out, they're going to be throffing at the bit to get out there and they'll do themselves proud. And look, I think it'll be a real close one. I, I thought if maybe a Carlton or a GWS got in, it might have just blown out a bit, you know, just the runs they've had. They've had some unbelievable runs, those two sides, and I thought it might come to a, you know, a hefty, heavy end, but I think this one's going to be a close one. And yeah, the heart definitely says the Lions. And look, I'm swaying that way too. The head, head's sort of starting to say in the Lions. With the Brownlow medalist, it might give them a bit more of an off. You know, that 1% here, there and everywhere gives you that opportunity to win the grand final. So, yeah, I think the Lions in a close one. Might, hey, might go back 21 years, 2002, Lions by nine points again. Oh, great stuff, Daryl. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Really appreciate it, mate, and enjoy Saturday. Thanks, boys. Thanks very much for having us. There is Daryl White, uh, Lions legend, uh, talking about the game. And, of course, our coverage starts from 9 o'clock on Saturday with Off the Bench with Hutchie and Pickers live from Fred's Fed Square in Melbourne. So if you're going to Melbourne, make sure you go and see Hutchie and Pickers there at Fed Square. Then Crunch Time AFL from 11. Our panel previews the game between the Lions and the Pies. The big one, the grand final, the AFL Toyota grand final. Coverage from one. The bounces at 2.30 all live on SENQ and the SEN app.